What's up, friends? Welcome back to the Dark Waters. I'm your host, Josh. Happy Friday. Uh, the week work week's over. The weekend's here. Hope everyone had a great week. Uh, I hope everyone's ready to get after it. Um, you know, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, it was a rough work week for me. Uh, a lot of sick people, a lot of transports to the hospital, but uh, over and done with. I got the weekend. So um, my goal this weekend is to pre-fish. Uh, I got the uh, tournament the following weekend on Lake Oneida Lake. And I gotta figure some shit out because it has been rough on that lake. I've been I've been fishing like the past few weeks and uh, a fish here, a fish there, but no patterns. Uh, you know, I'm sick of this tr- this fall transition that these people talk about. Um, you people are liars. It's not a great time to catch fish. And well, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm, I, there's a, I just gotta figure it out. I gotta find out where they're schooling. But uh, I still got some time. I think I got like three more days of fishing before the actual tournament. So get out there and try to figure it out. Uh, what are you gonna do? Just fish, right? As uh, Simon Morgan says, just fish. Um, but yeah, that's that's where I'm at right now. I'm not sure what's going on with everyone else. I'm not sure what's going on this weekend at all. Uh, I know a lot of people are getting ready for uh, the national championship. I know a lot of people are getting ready for um, the Coosa River for the last Hobie event. Um, you know, just there's some things coming up, but I'm not sure exactly what's going down this weekend. But uh, let me know. Make sure you guys are tagging me. Uh, whether you're doing a tournament, just fishing, drinking beer, whatever, I want to know what's going on. Um, make me laugh. <laughs> Tag me in some picture that's just absolutely stupid. Uh, but no, no, I'm just kidding, guys. I love the interaction. I love talking to you guys. Love just you know, it, it, it's it's always fun. This this podcast is a it's a blast, guys. It's a blast. So um, yeah, not really much to talk about, right? Um, I mean, I could tell you that I'm doing chick, but you already know that. Uh, you already know I got the uh, national championship coming up. Um, so yeah, I'm not sure what else to really talk about. Uh, you guys know I use Exxon Lures, Capital D, Capital W, 15. Get yourself a discount on some plastics. Outdoorsman Coffee, I drink it before I go out there and get after it. Uh, Dark Waters 15. Um, but yeah, those are my supporters. Uh, my next guest, you guys know who he is by now. Uh, Russ Schneider. He's uh, dude. This was a fun conversation. Uh, we talked about a lot. Mainly his uh, his uh, trip across the country. He went all the way from. You know Tennessee all the way to the West Coast, fishing tournaments here and there, doing some fly fishing, see some family. But had had a badass time, two and a half months of just traveling and uh, whatever, man. Like he's been he went to Utah, the, all the Dakotas, um, Montana, uh, whatever. Like every time he posted a picture, I'm like, God damn, this dude's doing his thing. So uh, it was fun. And then we also obviously talked about his big wins up in um, you know Clear Lake, you know California General. He went to the Cal General and. and and ran a clinic on some people, so you got to talk to him about that. Came back, did Darnell, placed fourth. The guy's sitting great right now. He's had an amazing season. Uh, I think him and Jody Queen are up there battling for uh, Angler of the Year in the Hobie world. But uh, I mean, it's anyone's ball game right now. Um, just just looking at the rankings, holy shit. Um, speaking of the rankings, uh, give a shout out to Catherine Fields. She's still in it. Uh, absolutely proud of you, girl. Uh, good luck at the Kusa. Um, you got this. You got this. Um, but, uh, yeah, Russ Snyder guys, I mean, probably the best angler in the country right now, at least in, the, in our, in our community. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was, it was a great conversation. Hope you guys enjoy it. Um, you know, like I said, keep tagging me. Uh, I'm s- doing a pre-order of hats. Look, I'm not a merchandise guy, so I'm learning this whole thing. So bear with me. If you want a hat, uh, the, it's look at my Instagram, uh, or Facebook, you'll see how to order the pre-sale thing and, 
do my best. Um, give you a free sticker as well. But I, yeah, I don't know what I'm doing right now. So I'm trying to figure this out. Figure if I even want to do merchandise because you know, run the podcast one thing, but next thing you know, you're selling t-shirts, you know, hats, underwear, whatever. Fuck. I mean, whatever. Who knows? Merchandise is crazy. So trying to figure that out. Bear with me. If you guys want some shit, let me know. Uh, get it out there. Get it to you in a timely manner. But uh, yeah, make sure you guys check out Slay Nation. We're getting ready to do some. Uh, a kayak series with them. I'll be running the New York or the upstate New York one. Uh, a few other states are involved, but it's going to be a good time. Um, but yeah, that's it, guys. Have a great weekend. Uh, slam some beers, catch some fish, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Ciao. I guess it's all right. It's good right here. Yeah, it looks good, man. Uh, welcome to the show, Russ. Uh, you've been on an adventure. Last time I talked to you it was probably a week or two before you decided you want, or before you actually went on this uh, this trip across the country. Um, how's it feel to be home? Did you get homesick? Do you miss the road? Uh, how do you feel right now? Well, I'm happy to be home and you know sleep in my own bed, but at the same time, uh, I'm kind of ready to get back after it. To be honest, usually, uh, you know, it's interesting when I when I go back, you know, out west to, to visit friends and family. Most of the time, you know, I fly out there. It's a long, it's a 30-something hour drive. So most times I fly and I'm um, always kind of dependent on other people for, you know, places to sleep or vehicles to borrow or just, you know, it doesn't take me long to get homesick. I'm just like, man, let me get back home and have my truck and have all my stuff and have, you know, but this this time around, uh, just having the independence of, of being a little more self-sufficient really, uh Make, makes, you know, being away from home a lot easier. What uh, what, what made you decide to do this trip? I mean, was it just to go out there and fish uh, California and see friends and family? Because you went all over the place. Like, I was, uh, you know, obviously I follow you on Instagram. Every time you'd post something, I would get jealous. I'm like, man, this guy's like really living his best life right now. And you know, I'm getting like, I'm getting like super <laughs> jealous. I would, I, I would look at my son, you know, my little two year old. I'd be like, dude, if it wasn't for you, I could be doing what uh, Russell's doing right now. There's he, pros and cons he, he didn't care. of being, he, he didn't being a family man or being single. You know, it's. it's yeah. That just depends, but I mean, like it was, uh, you know, he made me watch Toy Story again for like the 20th time, so I guess it was worth it. But uh, you know, but still, man, like, uh, what was the uh, the reason behind this trip? Was it because the whole COVID thing, uh, just leaving you with uh, less to do, or what? That, you know, that was a little bit too. I wasn't even thinking that, but yeah, that in the beginning, that had something to do with it. Just wanting to get out of a, a big city uh, was was definitely part of it, at least early on. Things had settled down here, but in the beginning, I was like, man, I need to just get out of this chaos and uh, kind of hit the road. And, uh, you know, but even last year, you know, when I saw those those tournaments scheduled out in California, there was, you know, a couple at Clear Lake and one at the Delta. It's kind of my old stomping grounds. And um, I was already kind of looking at that like, man, that'd be nice to, to make that happen. Uh, I didn't really have anything planned or scheduled, but then uh, as time kind of carried on, I started thinking about it. I'm like, all right, well, there's there's a tournament in Wisconsin this weekend, and uh, I actually had some, you know, a lot of my, my some of my family lives in the Bay Area. Some uh, my sister and her uh, husband live near Seattle there, and they they're both thinking about moving kind of up to uh, Idaho, northern Idaho, Coeur d'Alene area, kind of where near where Brandon Polnick I guess lives and grew up. Um, so they wanted me to go out there and kind of just them and check it out. 
Uh, so I was like, okay, I got Wisconsin, I got Idaho, and what's in between? So I was like, all right, there's, you know, I was planning on going straight to Montana after the Hobie in Wisconsin, and then AJ and Christine, Matt and Adam, a few others wanted to go up to Mill Lax. So uh, I'm like, all right, let's let's do that. I was just kind of flying by the seat of my pants and uh, didn't really have any. I had a couple things that that were kind of scheduled, but I had a lot of time in between to kind of just kind of go with the flow and see see where life took me. And uh, yeah, I went to Malax for a little while. Went to Montana. I uh, just went way up, uh, just went way up in the mountains there, and uh, did some fly fishing there. Went to Coeur d'Alene, Spokane, and then Seattle. Mostly just kind of family stuff. Uh, with that, didn't do too much fishing. Uh, went down to Portland and saw a, a couple good friends that that I grew up with. Spent some time there, and then uh, yeah, that was out to, to California, um, which was mostly tournament fish. I kind of had limited amount of time to see friends and family. As soon as I got into California, I was like bam, bam, bam. You know, three weekends in a row, right. uh, starting off with the Hobie uh, at the Delta, and then the KBF Super Trail at Clear Lake and the Bassmaster Clear Lake. And then I, after that, I was on my way home. I was going to go straight home, but then my mom and uh, my stepdad were like, well, let's, you know, do a camping trip somewhere Labor Day weekend, and we can kind of split your drive up. So thinking of areas to go, and I knew I wanted to go to, to Russellville, Arkansas, to, to Dartnell, which was kind of two weekends you know, the weekend after Labor Day. So I had that one weekend free. So uh, did some camping with my mom and stepdad and had a buddy from Colorado come out and meet me out there and then went to Arkansas and now I'm back home. <laughs> so that's <laughs> there's a lot of places. And it was, uh, I've never ever done anything like that. The longest I've ever been away from home is probably only a couple of weeks, maybe two and a half weeks, something like that. And uh, so it was, it was an awesome experience just to travel the country and see a lot of new, new places that I've never been. And uh, also be able to visit some friends and you know get to fish some of my old old stomping grounds there in northern california now did uh it took you about what two months to do this trip two two and a half months little two and a half yeah two and a half months i mean does it get does it get because i mean i obviously i would love that kind of freedom and uh you know the i love adventures but man like after like two two and a half months like it's gotta be kind of exhausting to be having either that much fun or or trying to figure things out, or sleeping under the stars, or, 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 you know, me, if I'm seeing all my friends, like, we're going to be drinking too much, and staying up too late, and, you know, doing all the things, you know, there's a reason, you know, I, I, I probably shouldn't travel like that, because I would have way too much fun, <laughs> but, uh, you know, like, I mean, especially when you know you got big tournaments coming up, was it, did it get exhausting, did it get, like, uh, I felt like I, I balanced it pretty well, you know, the, the times in between the fishing tournaments, I go hard during the fishing tournaments, I made sure not to, to burn myself out, and try to, you know, just spend some time relaxing and hanging out with friends and family kind of in between and not try not to think about fishing too much and just get a little break for it. Uh, so just when I go into my next tournament, I was, you know, just, just ready to go and had, uh, yeah, just a little more motivated, you know, to, to get back at it. Um, but yeah, I got, you know, a good amount of, I've been trying to do a better job this year of really catching up on sleep and not sacrificing sleep, maybe getting off the water an extra hour earlier, just trying to get bed a little earlier, just, Cause that'll really wear down on you after a while. And, you know, probably half those nights on the road, I was sleeping in my truck and a lot of times, you know, at Walmart parking lots or at rest stops or lawn tramp parking lots. Uh, a lot of times that, you know, during the day, I had no idea where I was going to sleep. I'm like, all right, let's see where, you know, it's kind of an adventure every night. Just trying to find a place to crash casino parking lot. A couple yeah. of nights. Um, but yeah, I got it all down. I got everything, you know, being on the road that long with my truck, you know, I got, 
everything really dialed in, uh, become really efficient with just everything having its own place and every, you know, really limiting what I, what I really need at the same time, having all the necessities, uh, to make myself comfortable. And, um, it's, it's really worked out good. A big part of that was, you know, the, the, the power source that I have from the 200 amp hour Dakota lithium batteries, uh, and a little power inverter to, you know, have electric. The one thing I'm doing after this that, that I learned is I'm getting rid of my cooler and getting a little uh, mini fridge. Since I have that power source there, uh, it was available for me to do it, but I didn't want to buck out the cash right away. Um, it was like about a thousand bucks for a little mini fridge, but um, you could put you know, a mini I, fridge I in the back of your truck. <laughs> yeah, I took out the passenger seat, so there's just a big thing where my cooler sits there now, and um, it's all you know, just the hassle of dealing with ice is like my. It only lasts, I have pretty, you know, nice expensive cooler. I won't say what it is, but it only holds ice for like two days. So every two days I'm having to, to refill the ice, take out all my food, uh, you know, and there's always a battle about keeping that food dry too because of the, because right. of uh, all, all the ice and stuff. So uh, yeah, I'm get a little mini fridge, have more room. It'll, it'll make me that more, much more efficient probably instead of wasting time dealing with all that. But uh, yeah. yeah. That's been a big part of it. Those those Dakota lithium batteries uh, really made made all this possible. Otherwise, I'd have to be staying in hotels or, or finding other solutions. Yeah, and that would definitely be taxing on the be uh, the bank account. Um, yes, it was. Now, did you uh, what, what what was like something that like you you, you did that uh, like was new that you really enjoyed? Like I got like a, like a highlight of the trip. Besides, obviously, you know, taking all everyone in California's money, uh, you know, clear like. But uh, what was like some of the things that you did uh, as far as like just you haven't really done before. Oh, it was just catching. The highlight was just all the friends I gotta gotta catch up with. Like I said, I saw a couple of my buddies in, in Portland. I grew up with them. I haven't. It's probably been ten years uh, since I've seen them. Uh, one of them's a fisheries biologist up there on the Columbia River, and oh, he's cool. been doing that for a while. And really, you know, he's, uh, yeah, he's an awesome guy. And uh, my other buddy's uh, mechanical engineer for for Yakima has actually designed the Yakima Topwater uh rod storage system uh, as well as a few other i think the the yakima long arm that was one of his projects so i got to take a little tour of the the yakima factory a little bit there and uh showed me a couple couple things that was really cool uh but yeah catching up with them and then uh, you know when i was staying at clear lake on the uh second tournament the the Bassmaster. um you know every year up at clear lake i mean a bunch of friends would do you know a big camping trip kind of rent out the whole campground and just we were you know, younger, late teens, early twenties and stuff. And, uh, it's been a while since, since we've all, you know, camped out there, but we got a, it wasn't as big group as we usually, you know, used to have, but it was, it was a small group of friends and, uh, they kind of surprised me through together last minute and were able to camp out there with me at, at Clear Lake during the Bassmaster. Uh, and then I also, when I was in Utah camping out with my mom and stepdad, I had a, a buddy from Colorado who drove like 10 hours to, to get all the way into Utah and, and spend a couple of days with me too. And it, it's just nice, you know, and you have friends, you know, it's uh, kind of build friendships along the way as, as you go through life. And a lot of times people move, things change, and it's, uh, you know, it's hard to see people once you're living in different parts of the country. Right, so it's right. really a cool opportunity to get me to, to kind of reconnect with those, those close friends who I shared a lot of memories with, you know, growing up. Oh, that's cool, man. That's cool. So let's talk about California a little bit. Uh, you know, obviously you grew up in California. We've talked to you. you know, I've had you on the show before. Already talked about it. Um, you know, getting to those those uh, those bodies of water, like um, 
did they feel familiar or was there like you know a difference like how like when you first got there whether it was clear late or the delta like did you see any like big changes or anything like that or did, or did it feel like home um Clear Lake definitely definitely felt like oh my god there's the same old Clear Lake that I've that I've always remembered and I've spent a lot of time on Clear Lake and uh, had a lot of a lot of success there in the past um, so I played yeah it was just like I remembered more or less a lot more smokier than than usual uh, yeah. a couple night one night we woke up in the middle of the night and it smelled like there was a campfire blowing right into my truck and it man it's it's a big it's a mess out there with all that right now but uh. But yeah, it probably made for better fishing. You had the overcast skies, the sun wasn't so bright, so it helped. I don't know. But you know, the Delta um, is oh, it's been it's actually lived. I grew up there. I lived closer to the Delta and probably fished it almost as much as Clear Lake. But I've always just struggled there so bad. Uh, and I think out of the 40, 50 tournaments I fished there, I've maybe only cashed like three checks. So I, I, it's really been a challenging place for me. I've had some great days pre-fishing, but it's just a place where you almost don't want to pre-fish. You almost the people that are better off are the people that that know it so well uh, that can pretty much just say, okay, this is the time of the year. Here are the time. The reason for that is it's, it's a tidal fishery. So it's whatever you right. find pre-fishing, it's a guarantee that you know the, the windows of areas staying good are like two to three days. So if you find something like three days later, it's almost a guarantee. Like you should not count on it for the tournament. So, um, but yeah, the people that do well there, you know, the people that know it so well that don't even have to pre-fish and just say, you know, this is the time of year. Here are the tides. Like this is the area that that should be good on these tides with this, you know, time of year. Uh, and it's hard. The locals just dominate there. I'm telling you. You know, that's what. Yeah, I talked to uh, OBD like a, maybe earlier in the cool, season yeah. and he was the I one that he's he, and that's exactly what he said he said it like you know back when he was kind of getting like started in the tournament scene he, you know he grew up in the delta and when he was making all his uh you know whatever his his initial videos and everything he was a delta guy and he became like a, a local legend of the delta and that, that's pretty much what he said like, it didn't matter you know what great anglers came in to fish whatever tournament in the delta it was the like you had to be a local to really know like how to fish it because it's just it's, yes. it's not like other places like it, it's it's got these certain rules that you got to obey or, or follow and things you got to understand you just can't you just can't go in there and and treat like a regular tournament and pre-fish and, and think that you got a plan come uh, game day like you have to know that the seasons the patterns like everything to be able to have any success on there that's that's totally the truth yeah i got to hang out with everybody <laughs> a bit when i when i was down there and I remember growing up, man, he was, he, I'm telling you, he made one of the very first, like, YouTube fishing videos. He's, like, the pioneer right. of, of fishing on, on YouTube, that guy. And he's, dude, he's hilarious, and he's got such a, just a great, you know, positive attitude all the time. I, you guys don't follow him, definitely uh, check, check him out, Ripping Lips. Yeah, uh, Ripping Lips. You'll find him, yeah, if you look. But he, he's a great guy, man. It was, yeah. it was good getting to hang out with him for a bit. But Delta and I saw him at Clear Lake there for a minute. So, but he's a good, good fisherman. Uh, yeah, he's right about, about the Delta. He's one of the guys that, that does really good out there. He lives there. Yeah. And like he said, it's those locals, uh, you know, have a big advantage. Probably there more so than any other lake in the country, I'd say. I don't know if there's another place. Uh, what, what, like was this the first time you did, uh, like, kayak tournaments since you started doing, you know, doing kayak tournaments out on the West Coast? Yeah, it was the first time. Uh, yeah, doing them over there. I thought about it before but never wanted to drive you know i was thinking about buying just like a cheaper kayak and keeping it out in california and then flying back and just jumping in one or two um 
that would have yeah this was much better though <laughs> this is why i had all my stuff and it's not you know i didn't have to i would have had to half-ass it at that point yeah. um but um but yeah yeah hopefully i'll get to get back uh, again next year you know it all depends on the schedule and it, like i said this case it it couldn't have worked out better between you know all the stuff with covid and just uh trying to get out of nashville and just being able to travel different parts of the country and do these tournaments and really i think i you know made enough money to really pay pay for the trip and and my bills back home too i broke probably after all said and done i probably broke it even maybe but but hey to, to get you know that experience and right right put a giant hole in your your bank account is is a plus i think so well, what do you feel about the, uh, you know, because you're, you know, fishing over, you know, the terms that you've been fishing, you know, last two, three years, you're used to kind of like the same competition, you know, like Cody's going to be there, Sadiqi's going to be there, uh, Jody Queen's probably going to be there, and, and you get used to fishing with like these, you know, these people, you know, your friends and whatever. Uh, what was it like, you know, fishing in like a like pretty much a different community, um, you know, because California's all by themselves out there on the West Coast, like they don't, we don't see a lot of them coming over to the tournaments over here. Uh, so what was kind of like this, like how? What was it like fishing with like different competition? Uh, How did you feel about the way things were ran? Because I mean, every time I watch like the Greg Blanchard videos, or I talk to someone from California, or see anything, uh, you know, it's, it's you know that has to do with that scene over there. Like, it looks very fun. It looks like it's like a very cool vibes. Everyone like it's like, big parties. Um, you know, like a, they're singing the national anthem in the morning, in the morning or whatever. Like, just all kinds of cool shit going on uh, in California. So, what was your thought about like you know the competition and the scene and like just the, the overall like tournament scene over there in uh, California? I, I definitely I loved it. You know, I got I got to know a few a few more guys. Uh, it definitely, it's a it's a you know tight knit community. A lot of them like to you know all kind of camp out together and uh, definitely like an outdoorsy kind of bunch of guys out there for sure and. Um, and yeah, it's, uh, you know, like I said, I got to, got to meet a, a, a few guys and, you know, a few of them I've never met before and end up camping out with just kind of some random, uh, you know, on the first, the first Clear Lake tournament, um, Will, uh, Will Dowd Martin, I, I ran into him, started talking to him. He's like, Hey, I got a campsite here. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, he hit it off with him. So I camped out with him for a while. And, um, yeah, I got to see Obadi and, you know, it wasn't because, the stricter guidelines you know that california has because all the covid stuff it was uh it was really limited as far as like social gatherings like it like it would be so uh most of the people i ran into are just kind of at the ramps and uh at the tackle shops a little bit and at the uh the uh the wards i did it was cool uh uh seeing uh jason um Oh shoot! What's his last name? I can't think. Barofka. <laughs> it was cool saying uh, Jason Barofka. He's like one of the top top uh, you know bass boat guys on the on the West Coast. He's he's been dominating out there and is just a huge huge name. He's a total hammer out there in the um, in the bass boat scene. His brother uh, David's you know really into bass uh, kayak bass fishing. Uh, and uh, he talked to his brother Jason and doing his first first kayak tournament and uh yeah we, i got to see him and he, he finished fourth i think in the Bassmaster, caught one over 10 pounds like 24 Jeez. all those clear lake fish like it doesn't look like like if you look at the 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 limits you know 90 or low 90 something like that like those fish are short and stout so right like, when i had 100 inches that, that one day that was like 25 pounds i'd say and you know david or jason he caught he caught one in that tournament it was over 10 pounds um, but, uh, it was great seeing him. He had, a, he had a great experience and it sounds like he'll hopefully do it again. And, you know, I'd really like to see more and more of the, uh, of the bass boat guys jump into the kayak scene. 
you know, just to, to get the experience and to, um, yeah, just do a different kind of competition and, and, you know, see what this kayak fishing thing's all about. Yeah, for sure. Uh, did you, you didn't, you didn't do the Susky with, uh, in, uh, the Hobie event, did you? You left before that happened, right? I was in between. I, I couldn't have done that. <laughs> I, was already, uh, I think it was the week before the Delta. There's one for a Catherine Field. She, this is crazy. She went She's all the psycho. way. She's a psycho. She's a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, she you told me she was doing that. Pennsylvania to and fish a tournament and then drove all the way out across the country. I had like a day and a half to pre-fish and then did the, the Delta tournament. I gave it to her. That's that's crazy. It's <laughs> crazy. Yeah, I mean, she, she's nuts. I, mean, I love her to death, but she's crazy. She's crazy. Yeah. So, yeah. so what was it? Forget, I should have probably about Reese. I know you won the uh, bass. How how'd you do with? How did you actually do on the uh, the delta? I ended up getting tenth out of fifty. So not bad. I was like thirtieth after the first day. I had a bad first day. Had an amazing pre-fish there. It, I had caught some really big ones. I had some really high expectations and. In typical Delta fashion, uh, yeah, it all changed. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, yeah, it was. Um, but yeah, I can't complain. Uh, it was still a fun time. And then I had Dartnell was just this, this past weekend. Uh, you know that that went pretty well too. I got fourth, fourth out of 112. Yeah. Uh, I was leading it, that one the first day too, but uh, I was I was fishing this little kind of a really small area. It's, area bass boats couldn't get to and uh i think i just ran out of fish to be honest i uh yeah yeah it just got too much pressure and got hit a little too hard i think but uh yeah, yeah that's how it goes yeah so you know going back to uh, california the the uh clear lake like how was that um i mean you, you spent a lot of time there you know what two weekends in a row you know two tournaments uh, you did. You had a really strong performance, obviously at the uh, the Bass Nation, you know, climbing first. Uh, what'd you do? How, what was the uh, the strategy? Um, and how different is like that kind of lake compared to like the lakes that we're used to fishing over here on the uh, the East Coast? Is it any different at all? I mean, I don't. I've never fished in California, so it's kind of like a you know, something. I'd, I'd really like to go out there and try it out, but I just I don't know like how different the water is compared to uh, some of the lakes that we fish over here on the uh, East Coast. Yeah, the thing about California is it's probably the most has the most diverse like style of fisheries of any. There's I don't there's not another place in the country that has just so many differences. They're going from a tidal fishery at the Delta to like these really clear highland spotted bass reservoirs. Uh, you know, then you have lakes like Folsom and Berryessa, which is kind of a mix of both. You get largemouth spots and uh, and smallmouth, and then you have Clear Lake, which is um, a natural. It's actually one of the oldest lakes they say in, in the whole country. I forget, like half a million years old, something. It's old. <laughs> That's all I know. But uh, yeah, it um, and it's it's a really unique fish. It has a lot of. It was an old volcano. It has a lot of like volcanic rock. Uh, oh, cool. But it's it's a pretty diverse lake in itself. The deepest place is only about 40 feet. It has a really shallow. Um, weedy you know a lot of submerged vegetation hydrilla milfoil type of stuff in the north end uh and then also you know has some creeks little backwater type creeks and sloughs coming in not a not a ton but there's a handful of those and those didn't really come into those come into play more when the water's high it fluctuates maybe at the most like seven eight feet throughout the year and it was down about five six feet which is which is really low so when that happens, you know, it, it fishes a little smaller in some of that shallow backwater stuff. 
kind of gets you know thrown out of the picture but as you get to the south end you know there's a bunch of rocks and docks and still some grass and and cool thing about that place you could really fish your strengths you know there's any type of technique that you can really think of there's there's a part of the lake that that you can do that technique which um yeah, that's so, what's so great about Northern California, and I, I think why so many good fishermen come out of there. There's a ton of really good fishermen, uh, at least on the bass, you know, in the bass boat scene that that have come out of that area. And it's just because you get to learn all every single different type of style of fishing, and it'll translate uh, to anywhere you fish in the country. You'll be, you know, any lake I've been to in the country, I can say, oh yeah, this is just like. Lake Shasta back at home or like Barry, you know, some lake back home will have some similar type of layout to, to any lake in the country. Right. Now you, uh, you won the, uh, the bass event flipping, right? Or that's, that's mainly what you did was flipping to like the uh, vegetation combination. You know, I was throwing a lot of top water, uh, in the morning. I was fishing kind of shallow in the morning. And then as the day progressed, they, they moved out to some offshore grass that was probably growing in about 10, 11, 9 to 11 feet, about 10 feet of water. Uh, and it was just kind of little patches of it, just long kind of stringy. Um, I don't know what type of grass it was, like kind of like a stringy grass. It's kind of annoying to fish because it gets wrapped up all over your, your torquedo right. and stuff. Um, but, it, um, but, yeah, they were hanging around that, and they were um, – you know, in the morning they were feeding more on on shad and bluegill and brim and stuff, and then later on the day they started um, busting these little silver sides, which are just like little little tiny 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 fish, and uh, it's tough to catch them when they when they key in on those silver sides because you can't really match the hash and they're so keyed in to it. So it was tricky to get those <clears throat> ones to bite. Uh, one thing that I was doing a lot was throwing a frog. Like the mats would. Would, would top out and there'd just be like little patches, you know, maybe three or four feet wide uh, where it was kind of topped out. And right. I'd have to pass my frog right right on the patch. It couldn't land on the water. It has to land on the patch because they'd be hanging out suspended in those patches waiting for those little silver sides to go by. But I leave it on that mat and I just twitch, 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 just keep shaking it up there just to let them know that it's there but they can't get it. And, you know, eventually their curiosity would get the best of them. And you'd have to wait, like, sometimes a minute of shaking it. And you'd bring it off that mat, and then, boom, they'd hit it. Uh, so that was, that was a cool little thing I, I figured out. And I'd also flip the mats, too, and try to get, like, a reaction bite out of them. You just have to get it right in the right perfect little spot where it'd fall in the shadow. And they'd, they'd, you know, pounce on it on the way down, just sink a foot or two, and they'd go out and grab it. But you really had to, you know, they were really tricky to catch and you had to kind of do stuff a little bit different to really get that either reaction strike or like say with the frog just with the curiosity get the best of them well i think it's like you kind of like uh kind of like messed me up a little bit i was listening to like the kbn the other night um uh, you're talking about like um uh, you'll figure out you know how the fish are setting up uh you know what kind of you know, what they actually want you know you know that's why i was bringing up the whole flipping thing because you're talking about flipping and like you, know, you got to figure out like how fast you want that bait to fall. And like, you were just talking about all this shit. It was just, it was, it was like, it kind of completely like blew my mind. I'm like, I don't think about any of this shit when I go fishing. I just, I'm just throwing away, you know, like, 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 like I got a 50 cal or something, just throwing lures here and there. And then, you know, listen to the way you talk about like how you're doing the frog and all these things. It's like, where do you like figure this out? Especially like on game day when like, you know, whatever you pre-fish, something changes or whatever, but you're trying to figure out what they want. You know, fish are here and you're trying to figure out what they want. Like, what is like, I guess like the uh, if I had it, like how am I gonna ask this? Like, 
like, like figuring that shit out and like really dialing in, uh, you know, knowing that there's fish there, but like now you gotta learn like, like how to present the bait to them, uh, you know, and, and, and figure like, oh, I'm gonna let this thing sit for a minute and twitch it every now and then, and then pull it off the pad. Like, it's like, like, where did you find the time in a tournament to really like to dial in that much to really figure out what they want, you know, whether it's like the rate of fall or how many twitches or how slow to move All something. I mean, that's just time on the Jesus. water. It's the only thing that can do that. I think is, I mean, you could learn lots of stuff online, little tricks and, uh, you know, stuff. Tactical Bassin has got, that's, if I learned, that's only, you know, give them a little plug. Tactical Bassin has got some really good info as far as like really dialing in and, and getting the detail, you know, really fine tuning things. He does, he does a really good job. Uh, at that that's but most of it is just learned from being you know just having time on the water and just messing with different different things and just kind of learning learning as you go and just just trying new things it's uh you know you can learn a lot just listening and 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 watching videos and reading articles and stuff but uh a lot of that that kind of more fine-tuned stuff is going to come from just experience i think um Yeah, I was gonna say something else. I forgot. Hopefully, some some profound. Boat. The the number one thing that I think, as far as I was thinking about this, is uh, like when you're shallow water fishing and deep. It translates to deep water. I think the number one thing that more beginners kind of make mistakes with or or overlook is is boat positioning and really getting the right angles and understanding what those angles are and where those ambush points are and just how to present a bait correctly and like efficiently uh is the one you know biggest difference with, i say with people that are kind of starting out fishing and really understanding you know not only the angles but what depending on what lure you're fishing how long your your casts are where you want to you know position yourself like if you're flipping and you know that depends on the water clarity too i'm going to have all my targets you know maybe be 10, 10 feet away, something like that, 10 to 15 feet away. Now I'm going to keep my boat positioned about that so I can, you know, I don't want to be flipping, having to make 25-foot casts or, you know, doing that and, right. or 5-foot casts when I'm too close to them, going to spook them. Uh, and then, you know, other other baits like a spinner bait or, or something like that, if you're in a kind of a backwater area with laydowns or, or a little crankbait, maybe it's a little farther, 20 feet, but it's really understanding each lure and each technique and, and knowing, you know, how, what's the most efficient way of, of presenting that lure when it comes to having the right, not as far as boat positioning and angle, but also having the right, like, length casts, you know, to, to really work that lure efficiently. So much to learn, man. So much I got to... <laughs> Never ending, man. I know, it's like, <laughs> I it's like, it. like, it's like, you know, I have, I, I enjoy it. I have a great time. I do tournaments, but it's just like, it's, it's, it, there's, just, there's just so much to learn. Like you go into these tournaments, you think you have a plan and then it's something as simple as a bow positioning or, or putting the right weight, like, like figuring out what, what rate of fall yeah. these, you know, like these things you don't think about. And like a lot of times I think about like my tournaments, like, like how, how quick I'm willing to move from an area because I'm not getting a bite, but like, is it, is it because there's no fish there or is it because I'm not presenting the bait? the way they want it. And it's just like, it's this crazy struggle I have. And like, and some of my days are just absolutely disastrous, you know, as far as like moving from place to place, you know, thinking that I'm covering water, but really I'm just wasting time. because I'm just throwing lures and, and not really thinking about, I guess like exactly what you're doing. I guess like, like throwing a lure with a specific purpose of, of whether it's, you know, uh, the way you're, the way you're attacking a certain piece of cover 
or whatever, you like really think about what you're doing instead of just like throwing a chatterbait. Could you could you like to throw chatterbaits because it's just there's yeah. grass, you know? And that, that's kind of yeah. like, the, like where I'm at right now. I guess is that's an angle. a good like, example. Let's say chatterbaits. Say you're fishing, you know, grass and you're fishing chatterbaits. Uh, you know, you, sometimes you want to you want to make longer casts, but other times, you know, all that submerged grass. You know, you could see the ambush points in the grass, and, and if you're making soup bombing super long casts, you're just gonna run it right in the middle of a weed clump and maybe snag up on it. Where the smarter decision is to just make those shorter casts and hit the edges of those weed clumps and really, you know, get it right on the areas that it need, needs to be. So you're hitting more more ambush points when you can't see what you're hitting. And sometimes bombing long casts with a with a chatterbait on all you know, it's all submerged two or three down and it's not, you know, it's all nice and crispy and you're not hanging up stuff on it. Sometimes bombing long casts is good, but it just all depends on, you know, the situation. You're bombing a long cast with a chatterbait and you're reeling it back and getting snagged on grass too much. Probably want to shorten your cast and like look for the little targets so you're not getting grass on the end of a long cast and just reeling a messed up bait all the way through perfectly good water where fish haven't seen anything yet, you know? Those yeah, I know. Little stuff like that. Yeah, it's going to take forever to learn that, Russ. I got a while to go. <laughs> keep fishing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, so what do you think now? Like, I mean, um, you know, you had, a, you had a great run down in California. You, you have a few first place wins prior to that. A bunch of first place wins. You had a good fourth place finish at the uh, at Darnell. Like, how do you feel you're sitting with everything? Are, are you happy with your year so far? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I'm happy for you. Like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like. Every time I see your name, I'm like, man, what a disrespectful dude going out there just constantly winning, making making fishing hard for everyone. But like, I mean, you gotta be like, do you feel like this year is at all different than like last year? Because I mean, I know last year you had a great year. You uh, you angled the year. Uh, you made it to the ten. You started off the year going to the ten. You know things like that, like compared to last year with all, because I mean you've you've done well in like pretty much every single, um, you know trail series, all the big ones. You've done well in all of them, or you're done great in all of them. Um, you know how are you feeling this year? Like, what, like, what are you looking at as far as like what else you want to accomplish with it? I mean, you probably it qualify for that. I've done good so far. It's been I cannot. I mean, it's been above beyond anything I have ever dreamed about as far as just. The amount of success that I've had every tournament, it's just I can't. I am in just as much disbelief as probably anybody else. It's just I. It's hard to explain or understand how this is happening, and because I know the fishing is not easy. <laughs> Lately, yeah. it's felt like it's easy, and I know that it doesn't stay that way, no matter how good or talented or you know how much time you've had on the water. Like in order, you know, everybody's gonna have their rough days, and it seems lately those days have not been it's just everything just works out for the most part but um you know it's still the year's not over and uh you know really comes down for both you know uh leading angler of the year for for kbf and i'm like one point behind jody we're both you know one and two in in both series and i'm one point now behind jody for the the hobie uh tournaments and you know, both of those are, are they're going to come down to the championships, the, you know, the KBF national championship on Gunnersville and the Hobie TOC on uh, Fort Loudon Lake in Knoxville there. And, uh, yeah, it's, I just, you know, hope it, hope I don't choke come, uh, <laughs> when the yeah. pressure's really on, but, uh, <laughs> but I'm going to, I'm going to give it my all on it. If, if it, you know, it's been anything like these last several tournaments, I, Sure, it'll be all right, but you, you never know. It, you know. 
yeah, dude. But I mean, it's it's just been a, it's been a crazy. I mean, it's been a crazy year in general. I mean, with the whole COVID thing and everything. But like to see these wins that you know, especially just you and Jody, and then obviously Cody. Cody's right up there with you guys. I mean, he's just a few, you know, a few events, you know, shy, you know. But still, it's just like you guys have just crushed it in, in a way that just it's it's almost just like demoralizing the sum. It's just like how do you how do we catch up with that? And but but still, I mean, it's got to feel good going into uh, to know that you're qualified for everything, to know that you got potential to win angle of the year and two big events. Um, I mean, you got huge wins in all of them. Um, do you think that um, like the, like next season's like how, how do you see next season going for you? Is there anything you're gonna change as far as like? what your goals are now as far as uh, – I mean, like, you've almost accomplished a lot of them already. You've had to. Now it's just like you just got to win these big events, the TOC, the uh, whatever Bass has got coming up, or their thing in Texas next year. Uh, the national championship would obviously be a huge a huge win if anyone does first place at that. Um, is there anything else that you see, like, your approach to, like, the 2021 season, like, things else you want to – what else is there for you to accomplish? Like, do you want to just keep winning kayak tournaments? Have you looked at doing, like, big boat tournaments? Have you looked into, like, you know – expand what you're doing right now and like your fishing career um uh, you're not looking to get into bass boat tournaments i'm still i got a soma that's one of my goals for the month i got a couple more little tournaments and i got like a month break so i'm gonna try to sell that boat um uh, yeah i'm over the boat and uh oh, what was the other question where is i going um there's yeah, a whole bunch goals, of questions there goals for next year um uh, i don't want to change much uh, i'm gonna I feel like I've had two, a lot of it is just, um, I think a lot of the success, I've said it before, is just kind of life carrying over as far as not having any stresses in my life. That's, I mean, I could, I could, this is probably one of the first times where I didn't, you know, my life this period, the last couple of years, where I didn't have something, something to worry about, you know, relationship stuff or work or right, health right. or parent, you know, something's always, and it's, it's rare. For any, you know, I don't think anybody, it's kind of, there's only small little windows in people's lives where everything yeah. seems to be going, you know, everything seems to be perfect. But uh, I know it's not going to last forever. And I'm going to try not to make any big changes in my life, which might, my, my, you know, might kind of <laughs> get me out of this, uh, this role that I'm on. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to just keep it exactly like it is for as, as long as I can. I'm sure eventually what's gonna what's gonna stop it from happening is is something your health issue or something something like that is you know because that's plays such a big part mentally and the sport is, is such a mental sport and right. um you know really uh, lately i've just been able to just solely focus on on fishing you know i don't i don't have family or, or kids or, or anything like that and um so it's you know and um yeah, so as long as I <laughs> kind of have the time, and I don't know how long that'll be like that for. You never know what, what life's going to throw at you. So for right now, though, I'm just focusing on fishing and kind of just rolling with it. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's good enough for me. I know, I know there's like a whole bunch of questions all rolled, rolled in one. I got It's not like just throwing rants, but uh, but yeah, man, um, I really do appreciate you coming on. Like, you know, I want to talk to you, you know, last week, but like whenever you win something, everybody wants to talk to you. So I kind of wanted to – let everyone else get their uh, their piece of Russ Snyder first, and then I'll get you after when you place fourth place in a tournament. Um, but uh, um, is there anyone you want to thank right now? I know you got a bunch of sponsors. I know you got to give out some love. So yeah, I'd like to you know always appreciate talking to you and having me on the podcast. So thank you for for the opportunity, and uh, I like to thank my sponsors Dakota Lithium and uh, and Irod Fishing. 
Uh, yeah, their, their rods have been great all year. I you know I talked about them a lot before, but if, if you haven't, uh, if you haven't checked them out, I highly suggest, you know, giving them a try and you know, everybody thing about iRod is, is everybody that's, that, that works for that company, that's, uh, you know, they, they go to the anglers to like, to specifically design the rods and everybody is just a really passionate, uh, you know, highly skilled fisherman. Anything, anybody that's associated with iRod, they really know what they're doing and I'd really recommend uh, giving them a try. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'd like to, uh, yeah, I'd like to thank my parents and family for, for uh, <laughs> out in California for, for spending, you know, spending time and uh, yeah, let me crash there and they're always supporting me and it was, it was great to get to see them too. So. Well, cool, man. I appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, good luck with the rest of the season. I'm not sure if I'm going to talk to you again this season. Uh, I'm pretty much like once hunt season starts, I'm pretty much going to put this thing to the yeah. side. And, and, and yeah, yeah dude, I got to yeah, it's, it's, I gotta go kill some deer. But uh, oh, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm doing the uh, the bass event at Chicks. So I'm going to do a few more episodes till then. But uh, it's, it's not going to be my focus. So this is it. You know, congratulations, whatever happens. Good luck with the rest cool. of the seasons. And I will definitely talk to you in 2021. Awesome. Looking forward to it. All See right, buddy. Down. Have a good one. You too, bud.